In Davos, Switzerland, Klaus Schwab and his fellow wannabe tyrants have come out into the open as the arbiters of world government. They are openly calling for world war and the end of national sovereignty. And they openly acknowledge that they must move quickly to be victorious. Many are celebrating the fact that the people of Sri Lanka are rising up against their corrupt politicians, burning their homes and destroying city property. But this is nothing to celebrate. This is exactly what the World Economic Forum is hoping for. They want governments to be destroyed and the people to lose all faith in the nation-state. Their plan is to starve the people into destroying their own governments so they can act as saviors. It is important for Americans to realize that the current administration is not failing at all. They are accomplishing exactly what they set out to do. They did not steal the 2020 election to secure power. They did it to destroy America and destabilize the entire system. And they are rapidly succeeding. The voices calling for violence are as ignorant and mad as they sound. Violence towards who? How will you organize? And who are you going to fight? Your brainwashed sheep neighbors? That is exactly what the globalists want you to do. And if your plan is to wait until they come to your door, then you'll just be a dangerous animal in a cave on someone else's private property. But there are solutions. For example, before passing in March of 2022, the great Jordan Maxwell's last project was to save America from global governance with America 21. America 21's mission is to gut the system of globalist interference and reclaim all of America by 2025 so that we can rebuild our agriculture, production, and energy and become a self-sufficient nation that serves the people. America 21 is calling for a complete withdrawal from all treaties and influences of the United Nations and World Economic Forum. Washington, D.C. is just a symbol of our old corrupt federal government. The New World leaders are living abroad, and the only way they can control us is through the compliance of our local governments. According to America 21, your focus needs to be where you live, in your county and city. Global governance ultimately depends on your county being taken over. This is where you need to resist now. This is how the United Nations and the globalists have been doing it, and it's the only way to properly reverse it. America 21 has been having success in Montana, and they freely share their working model and support at America21Century.com, such as learning what language to look for in your local governments to detect UN initiatives and protocols being deployed by your local officials. Keywords such as 2030, sustainable development, and carbon neutral. Your local officials have to live with you, and in most cases, will prefer to keep their jobs. Our voting system may be broken, but our elected officials still work for us. And if enough of us come together, we can put the pressure on them to renounce global governance and to serve the will of the people. This is the law of the land. It really is just that simple. But we have to come together and get active. Americans have a choice. We can either take action to purge the system of corrupt politicians and their thugs, or we can stop complaining about them and be good slaves.
Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, welcome, folks. Thank you very much for joining me. It is Saturday, May 28th, 2022, and boy, have things really ramped up a lot. What I like to call the midterm variant, it's here, and the, they are here to bring chaos to our life and destruction and invoke as much fear as they can. And that's really what we're in. We're in a spiritual war here trying to combat against all the evil that's being fermented in this world. And, uh, you know, with this most recent school shooting, everybody's talking about it, everybody in the media, they are going after the guns and they are going after the debate. They're pushing legislation before the, 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 the bodies have even been uh, and put away and, uh, and taken care of that they're already pushing it. We have Beto O'Rourke over in Texas just making a fiasco, politicizing the poor children, the poor innocent children that were slaughtered by this terrorist um, over in Texas. And all over the country right now, they're calling for all different types of debate. It's time to turn in your guns. When the reality is, is the guns could have protected the children in that moment. We don't quite know the story and the outcome of exactly what happened, but more and more is coming out. But you know, you know your enemies um, by what they're what they're fermenting on. So you have MSNBC, AP News. Uh, New York Times, all of them jumping on, trying to demonize the police, stating, you know, as the police didn't respond correctly, they didn't respond accordingly, when all we know that there was uh, potentially a, uh, a stand down that was ordered by somebody in the authorities, which comes down to uh, over-centralization of the uh, police and organization, not allowing them to do their job, storm in and take care of that individual. Um, but what better of a guest... To have on, I have uh, Kevin Starrett on with the Oregon Firearms Fort Federation. Uh, he's a, just an acting representative. They have been a very huge progenitor uh, in combating against the gun lobby here in Oregon of them trying to take your firearms. And and there's nobody better. There's not a better organization that's out representing uh, you and your rights here in the Second Amendment. Um, Kevin, are you there? I am. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on um, at such a terrible time and a terrible tragedy. We we do mourn uh, for the kids and the families uh, and everything associated with this um, and the mass shootings. I think I think we're at about two hundred this year. Only about two of them have really been reported. Um, but you know, really, it it comes down to I I you know as terrible as these things are, uh, is the debate of taking guns away from good citizens uh, is a solution. I, I don't see any logic. I don't know any logic that, that really comes down to a conclusion with that, because really at the end of the day, uh, it's it's better to have a gun on your side with good people and being able to combat against those horrific situations. Um, so I know that there's a lot of legislation coming out with their, what they're doing. Can you tell us what's going on with Oregon? Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your organization, uh, for my listeners that don't know about you. Well, you know, formed the Oregon Firearms Federation in 1998 after watching the institutional gun lobby give away the store and make deals where they gave stuff up and never got anything in return. 
And at the time, I had been working as a state representative for Gun Owners of America, and they said, look, it would be great to have an independent statewide organization. So with a little bit of help, we formed that in 1998, and that's what I've done ever since. So 1999 was the first actual legislative session, because you remember in those days, we had sessions every two years, and we defeated a bill that everyone said was impossible to defeat. So there we were, this little pipsqueak organization with no money or anything, and we took on everybody. We took on the legislature, we took on the lobbyists, and even the NRA refused to get involved in the fight. They didn't help, and there was another uh, fake gun organization that was actually sponsoring this, this legislation. And ironically, at the time, the people who were in control of the legislature, the people who were fighting, were Republicans. And in fact, the bill in question was sponsored, this bill to take away people's gun rights was sponsored by, promoted by, and carried by Kevin Mannix, who has now come back out of the woodwork and has won election for a House seat, uh, the nomination for the Republican uh, election for a House seat again in Salem. So we're circle of wagons. And at the time, because we were very demanding and no compromise, the Republican leadership told all Republican candidates that we were this crazy fringe group and not to talk to us and not to answer our surveys. And then over time, we became the dominant pro-gun group. And of course, all the, all the candidates wanted our endorsement and were happy to take our money. So then in the last election cycle, we, we spent over oh, about $260,000 helping to elect Republican candidates. And now, since the Republicans have sold out on virtually every issue and we're calling them out on it, now we're back to where they're calling us a fringe organization that nobody should talk to, except that every governor's candidate asks for our endorsement. Meanwhile, the, the people who are are running the Republican caucuses are threatening candidates who took donations from us. So it's been an interesting full circle to have come back to. Well, and that's an interesting thing because, you know, I, I know I, I attended a lot of the candidate debates and I was, I was interviewing a lot of the candidates and talked to them and, and they were, they were very proud of, oh yeah, we're sponsored and we're supported. We're endorsed by the Oregon Firearms Federation. Uh, Even when it wasn't true. Exactly. And, <laughs> I mean, and, I, mean I, I, I saw yes. a number of mail pieces yep. of candidates who were running, it said, endorsed by Oregon Firearms Federation, who we had not endorsed. Yes. And even one of the governor's candidates, Bridget Barton, was yep. saying, oh, we're supported by, we're recommended that. by, when in fact we had endorsed Mark Thielman. <laughs> so <laughs> it was interesting to have them so eager to have our name attached to them, while Brian Iverson, who's the hack for the Republican caucus, mm-hmm. was out telling people we were dangerous lunatics. Well, and that's and that's really the debate, and that's a discussion I really like to have um, with a lot of people, and I'm really glad that you touched on it, which is about the some of the most dangerous politicians in our state have an R next to their name. And the dangers of that is that they they kind of consume the Republican aspect of that. And I'm not trying to get into end fighting, and I'm, and I'm not about that. But at the same time, we have to recognize that just because they have an R next to their name— does not mean that they're going to act on our behalfs and represent our rights correctly. Um, in some cases, they are subverting our uh, our rights and representation and working tandem with the Democrats um, to push these things through. Uh, like absolutely, as, and and that's the most I mean, interesting fact. And they're lying about it. I mean, they're openly lying about it. They're promoting the policies of the left, and they're claiming that 
that they're not. And then when we demonstrate that they are and prove them to be liars, like when they, when they voted to put tampons in the boys' bathrooms in kindergarten, and then people like David Brock Smith and Christine Drazen denied it and said, oh, that's not what we voted for. And that's a flat-out lie because they were on the committees that amended the bill. Exactly. And that's the most dangerous thing. And, and what I think is dangerous and why it's important to get this message out and have people like you on is because we need to uh, express that to other Republicans that may or may not know and know who these people are, what their voting record is, and, and, and where, they've, where they come from. Um, it, it's really important to, to understand that. So, Sure, and it's also, but it's also very difficult. You know, when people who do politics full-time like I do have the time, the op- well, not a lot of time, but the opportunity and the means to track all this stuff, and most people don't. So they rely on, on those party names, and so, the, okay, the person has an R behind their name, so I'm voting for that person, when in fact that person could be every bit as bad. And they don't really have the opportunity or the, the means to track every vote, which we created a website with Christine Drazen's voting record on it. It's called therealdrazen.com. And when people see how she's voted, they're horrified. They thought, I thought she was, you know, she said she's this great conservative. She said she supports the cops. She voted against the cops every chance she got. She voted to support Antifa. She voted for all of this stuff, as did so many of the other ones. And she said, well, you know, there are cops in my caucus and they, and they agreed to this. Yeah. People like Ron Noble, you know, people like Rick Lewis who are backslides. Okay. You were a cop, but now you are part of the establishment and you're turning your back on the people who are currently our last line of defense against the Marxist revolution that's taking place in the state that they don't want to acknowledge. Yep. So in that, what do we do uh, and how do we get through to the the general masses to to explain like the Christine Drazens of what they're really about? And, and you know, you I know you created that the real I use that website all the time because it's fascinating. It's very cut and dry. It's easy to follow. It shows what she's about, what she's voted on, what she says versus what she does. Uh, and it demonstrates it very clearly. How in the world? Here's here's what I don't understand is. Uh, I was at the Thielman uh, event for uh, the election night, right? So we did all the production for that, and we were there. Uh, and there was probably 300 people there-ish, right? I know a guy who went to Drazen's, and there was maybe 25 people there. And so how in the world is the momentum? Now, I think that our election, even in this primary, was 2,000 mule, right? They they have their systems in place, Um I'm trying to understand how in the world she got so many votes. She didn't attend any of the debates the past two months leading up besides the scripted one uh, on, I think it was coin six. Right. But other than that, she was not out there. She sat back. She had about $3 million uh, that pushed into her thing. They were running TV ads and everything else. And that was her entire campaign. She never really got into the real debates and got anything beyond that Marion County one that I saw and a couple other things. But hey, Kevin Starrett, we're going to a break here. Just one second. We'll get, well, uh, we got Kevin Starrett, the Oregon Firearms Federation. Coming in on the other side, uh, we're talking about uh, Oregon law, Oregon gun rights, and where things are headed. We'll be right back. From the former state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, 
It's your host, Joshua Michael. Hey, and we are back. Joshua Michael, non-compliant America here on KSLM 1220 104.3. It is May 28th, 2022. And man, there is a lot going on. Um, and we are doing everything and anything that we can to expose what's happening, find the truth of Oregon, to get route, uh, to get in the deep heart of what's really happening, who's who, who we can trust, and who we need to uh, put our uh, put our faith into. And really, we need to put our faith into God. We need to put faith into ourselves. And we also need to understand in this animated contest of liberty, there is nothing more important than us taking care of ourselves. There's nobody out there that's really going to help us. And once we come to terms with the reality that we are in charge of our own lives and take action, get behind, get out of the screen, get outside, you know, chop some wood, plant a garden, uh, communicate with your long lost friends that you haven't spoke with in a long time, get back into that fundamental humanity of what made this country so great. And it's also a much more fulfilling life. You're going to be less depressed. Um, you're not going to need all the psychotropic drugs that the doctor's medications are trying to push you on and everything else. You will actually find true fulfillment. And then from there, you can then decide on your path and your future. And maybe things are less fearful and you'll be more confident moving forward in your life, which ultimately makes a better experience for everybody because everybody is going to be able to feel good and feel better and not live in fear and cower in fear, put our masks on and sit at home and watch uh, CNN. So that's kind of my food for thought for today. Uh, and I highly suggest that um, there's a lot of turmoil that they want you to feel and experience and indulge in every day. And there's no better medicine than to just step away from that uh, and get back involved with your life, but also get back involved and see what's going on locally with politics. I don't think it's any more uh, important right now. And they are very vulnerable. You know, they're vulnerable because people are starting to see they ripped the carpet out from everybody's life. You got out of all of your routines. Now you're looking around and you're seeing what these criminals have been doing for years within our local governments and our state agencies. And it's not going to happen anymore. And we are tired of it and we're not going to be putting up with it anymore. And so who better than an acting representative of local local uh, politics, local issues, uh, and I think really has his pulse on the radar, Kevin Starrett with Oregon Firearms Federation. Uh, we were kind of talking earlier um, about, uh, you know, school shootings and, and Republicans kind of putting into office that aren't really Republicans or acting as Republicans and everything else. But what's also interesting is he mentioned on the break is uh, how the Capitol has basically been locked down. And, they, and, and there's, there's a reason for that. Like, yeah, they say that they're doing a remodel. They got big fences and literal, literal barricades uh, around it with armed guards 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So they get to have armed guards and armed population. But what about our fourth grade children? What about our grade schools? What about that? They're spending all this money on this, and they're using COVID as an excuse to not allow us to get there and to actively be engaged because we are so primed and so fired up and ready to do that. What do you think, Kevin? 
Well, you know, I think it's it, COVID had been an excuse. Now we have a new excuse, and the excuse is that people have to be locked out forever. And the fact is, is that I got an email yesterday from a guy who was basically this was not he it was wasn't challenging me. It's a sincere question. Okay, so what do we do about these school shootings? I said, okay, let's look at Oregon. <clears throat> First thing I would do is take the fifteen million dollars that we have earmarked to pay for the hotel rooms and transportation for people who come here from out of state to get free abortions. We're going to pay for that. We take the $6 million that we, we've earmarked to pay for the hotel rooms and legal representation for people who work on illegal pot grows. Then we can take the $6 million a year that we've earmarked to put tampons in the bathrooms of kindergarten boys. We can take the $2 million that we gave to each house rep and the $4 million that we gave to each senator to do with as they wanted, and the $100 million that was dispersed to the Republicans this year to buy them off. And now we've got a little pile of money that we can do some things like protecting our schools, which we don't protect at all. The legislators and the lobbyists have wall-to-wall cops. They're hiding behind metal detectors. And none of this gets done for the kids who are sitting out there because the kids aren't nearly as important as lobbyists and legislators are. Then what I would do is change the law so that we can actually open some mental hospitals in the state without the permission of the other mental hospitals who won't allow it because they like the monopoly. So start addressing mental health issues and then recognize that no matter what we do, remember, we're... We're saying that we do not want civilians to have guns because they can't be trusted with them. Then we're saying, let's take all the cops out of the schools. And we're saying, we don't trust civilians with guns. Let the cops, the expert do it. But we hate cops, so we don't want them there. And what we've certainly learned from this Texas event is it's way too early to point fingers. Here's what we do know. The police were not able, whether it was malfeasance or whatever, they were not able to stop this thing quickly. I'm not pointing the finger at them. I don't know what happened. But I do know they weren't there because they can't be there because they can't be everywhere. And you get into a small town, a rural location, something like that, there just aren't enough of them. But what we've done is we've made it a policy to make damn sure that competent adults who are there, who are inside, who are the only people who have the ability to do anything about it, are robbed of the ability to respond. And then the other thing I would do is take a cue from one county in Oregon, which has asked me not to mention who they are, where they deputized every every adult in the school who chose to be deputized, trained with firearms, made them sheriff's deputies, armed them, put radios with direct links to the police there because the police are not nearby, and gave them, actually put AR-15s locked in the classrooms. All right? Now, that would blow the heads off the average liberal, but the average liberal is more than happy to have these children gunned down over and over and over again, as long as they can use it as a fundraising soundbite. And the reality is, is that there's no possible way that we can have an armed camp everywhere. And, you know, I guess we could take some of the 150 billion we spent on unaccountable military aid to the Ukraine and actually spend some of that money hiring, you know, the mercenaries that we're paying. And so that would satisfy, you know, the senators who are on the grift who are getting kickbacks from Grumman and Triple Canopy. They could still be getting their kickbacks. But we don't protect the children nearly. We could we could eliminate the Dignitary Protection Unit, which is the five or six cops that carry, uh, follow Kate Brown around all the time, and take some of the cops who are protecting these lazy legislators and disperse them to some of the classrooms and schools that have no protection because the kids aren't important. Yep, absolutely. And they're always willing to... Uh, sacrifice kids, whether it's in the womb, 
uh, or in the in the classroom. So it's 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 really fascinating um, to hear. Kevin, thank you very much for your time, and thank you very much for your insight going on here. Um, where can people find you if they want to get involved or know a little bit more about your organization? OregonFirearms.org. OregonFirearms.org. Thanks, Kevin Sterrett. We'll see you you guys on the other side. Have a good day. Take care. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. Joshua J. Non-Compliant America. Noncompliantamerica.com. You can check out our podcast. Make sure to subscribe. That's what makes all of this happen. That's what makes all of this go forward is for you supporting us. You supporting us here at the radio station KSLM 104.3 and my podcast, noncompliantamerica.com. So we had so much success uh, uh, a couple weeks ago with the 2000 Mules premiere. We are going to be doing that again. We had it sold out. It was packed. You can do it again if you missed it and you, you couldn't make it or you want to go see it again. Phenomenal, phenomenal interview by Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh D'Souza is going to be in town very shortly here on the 4th. I think it's this coming weekend. So next weekend, he's going to be here. I'm going to have a, a, a one-on-one interview with him and uh, kind of talk about his film. I'm going to be handing him his royalty check uh, because we like to have open transparency. A lot of the ticket goes to him because he did not get into the traditional theaters and he has to be able to uh, pay for that film. Uh, he, he devotes a lot of time and energy. Uh, there's a lot of things into it. So Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules is premiering at the Honky Tonk again on June 6th. That's Monday, June 6th. You can get tickets at tickets.noncompliantamerica.com. That's tickets.noncompliantamerica.com. What a phenomenal interview with Kevin Sterrett. He is on the pulse. He is fired up, and uh, he's really proposed some really great solutions for how we can make an impact and how we need to decentralize the systems here in Oregon to really be able to make a difference. And it's all about making a difference. We all want to make a difference. We all want to take, have our stake in the world uh, and be able to do that. And the, one of the best things that I've discovered, I think, this year is the America 21 Project. It's America21Century.com. Check it out. That is a real agenda to restore our republic to our rights and getting these tyrants out of our local governments. Because as we talked about last week, uh, with the mayor's initiative uh, and the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, which are now capturing everything down to a local level to try to have jurisdiction over ourselves and our local areas. Because it's all about local. And if we decentralize it, then these guys cannot just click a finger somewhere over in Switzerland and cause a problem over here or dictate what we do and what we choose to do with our lives. And that's very, very important. So the global governance hierarchy, global to local, 
uh, is kind of what it is. And there is a ton and ton of phenomenal information goes down who the technocrats are, who the George Soros's are, David Rockefellers, Klaus Schwab, the people that are in charge ruining our futures and attempting to completely subvert our rights and our freedoms as Americans. We cannot let that happen. They're doing anything and everything that they can. They're doing everything in closed doors behind armed bar bodyguards. It's it's a it's a war zone over there with no war happening, but they have 20-foot concrete walls, fences, armed guards, tanks, helicopters, everything you can imagine for these tyrants, these criminals to meet in secret to discuss what the next pandemic response is going to be with the old famous William Gates and what his little germ response team is going to be doing. Now, I think that this monkeypox scare is a beta test and or a war game to test of where we're at. How tolerant are we of this new, quote, crazy conspiracy monkeypox? How how well are we responding? And for what I'm seeing is a lot of rejection. People are done. They're tired. They're sick of COVID, the lockdowns, the masks, everything. People are done. And I think they're going to have a really hard time getting us to, to forcibly take our vaccines. So what are they going to do? They're going to starve us out. They're going to destroy our economy. They're going to destroy our food supply systems. They're going to attempt to take away our firearms. Yes, that's what this is all about. It's a tragedy what happened in Texas. It's a tragedy what happened to those kids. It's a tragedy that those teachers and principals didn't have AR-15s in a locker next to their desk. Because that would have changed everything. Could you imagine a trained staff member in the school and or staff members with radios, comms, responses, and uh, training on how to combat an active shooter. Boom, they pull out their weapons. They have the kids locked down, and now it's on. That guy comes through that door, he's getting blasted. He's getting blasted, and he's done. No, children's, no children are being sacrificed, held hostage, and being publicized by these demonic disgusting, evil Democrats that are all over the news politicizing this tragedy. And it is a tragedy. But the answer is not take away everybody's guns. Criminals will always have guns. Criminals will always have guns. They will always find a way. The uh, upper Democrats will always find a way to get them to them. Remember Fast and Furious? Okay. So, America21century.com, that's how you make a difference. They have a lot of events. They have education. It's great to learn how these people operate and how they are trying to take over our country. They cannot do it by an, a, a traditional invasion. They have to invade through the gen, our generations and poison the generations. And we know and we've seen the effects of that with the stagnant population of the lower 20-year-olds, right? And how they just don't know how to work. They don't know how to function. They don't know how to operate. 
I think a lot of it has to do with parents sitting on their phones, forgetting that they have to, they have a responsibility with these kids to be engaged with them, talk with them, have a conversation, take them out and do something that doesn't involve yourself. Parents, we don't have to be selfish people. Okay. And I know there's a lot of good parents out there, but there's a lot of bad parents out there, or there's a lot of parents out there that think that they're good parents when they are on their phone for six hours a day. And this is such a pet peeve problem for me that I see it everywhere. Women walking around in the grocery store, pushing the cart. They got their kids in the cart and they're on their phone. They're taking selfies. They're taking pictures. They're taking pictures of their feet. Get off of your phone. It is a psychological weapon to disconnect you from reality, to disconnect you from planet Earth to where they can get to your children. Because now, what happens? Your children sees you on the phone. You're on the phone. Now your children sees you on the phone. Now your children's like, well, I guess that's my new daddy. Okay, so mommy, daddy, I, I want a cell phone too because they want to be in the mix. They want to they be in and do what you're doing. You are then teaching them that that is okay and it's not okay. And anybody who has a child and given them a cell phone, it's disgusting and you're a disgusting, disgraceful person. Yes, I said it. You are selfish and you need to engage with your kids and teach them and be teaching them the values and the, and the, the extreme important lessons of life. Because there's so much for them to learn and they're learning every single day. They're engaging. And if you're not engaging them, they are going to be engaging something else. It doesn't just turn on and off. They are like a sponge. Ugh. Really irritates me more than anything. Get out and play with your kids. They will love you. Your kids is the best thing that has ever happened to you. And if you're neglecting that and you hate that and you don't like being a parent, find God. Pray about it. Try to figure it out. Try to figure out what the hell is going on with you. How you don't like your kids. Gosh, it's such a, it's, anyways. Banking Dynasty sets up the UN World Health Organization. Right now, these powerful technocrats in which we're giving them the power are at the Davos Group in Switzerland. They're just wrapping it up today. And they're getting ready to talk about the next global response. So the germ, germ warfare team that Bill Gates has been talking about for years is getting ready to roll it out. So they're going to be running germ games. Germ games. What is a germ game? Monkey pox. That's a germ game. They're testing the response. They're testing the public response. Now they're going to come back with, hey, you guys didn't respond accordingly. So now we're going to take away your oil supply. Hey, you didn't respond accordingly, so we're going to embed some trainees and teach you guys how to respond accordingly. And they're doing this to countries all over the world. They want world domination to forcibly, forcibly vaccinate you guys, to get you to do anything and everything that they want. They own and control the media. 99% of everything that you see on TV is owned and controlled by these people. 
They're going to tell you what's the new scare, what the new hysteria is, and how to react about it, and what you need to do about it. And you need to stop doing this. Stop using your air conditioning. Don't spend as much toilet paper. Don't buy as much masks. Oh, and you can't go to the hospitals right now because they're full. When the parking lots are empty. They are not our gods. They are not our gods. We need to get back involved with being involved locally. Anything and everything that you can do, now is the time to be involved because they are coming for your kids. They're coming for your future. And we can't let that happen. We'll be right back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Apologize, I had to uh, <clears throat> take a quick little breather on that one. That uh, it touches a sore subject. You know, and it really just comes down to what we're doing and, and, and what, what we want with our lives. And I'll tell you, a lot of people, a lot of you guys, you're being fooled to think that the television screen and the cell phone is much more fulfilling and much more rewarding than real life. Real life takes work, but there is a muscle inside every single one of you, inside of your brain, there's a muscle for everything. I have this philosophy that we all have a muscle. Everything is a muscle. And if you don't exercise that muscle, then you have no uh, energy and, and everything just seems so hard. It's so hard to do a little bit extra and a little bit more because you haven't been exercising that muscle because the brain... Uh, is not being exercised in the way. It's being told what to think. It's being told what to do. So if we exercise that muscle, just do a little bit each and every day. Step outside, go do a little bit each and every day. Talk with your kids, even though it might be hard to talk with your kids. Talk with them. Pretend. Fake it till you make it, right? Even if they're, doesn't matter what they're talking about, doesn't matter if you agree with it, doesn't matter anything, just listen. Listen. That is a muscle too. So if we all stand together and start exercising our muscles of the engagement of life, of this thing called life, if we exercise that, they will grow stronger. And so I'll never forget when I was in the music, when I was doing music, I played drums for 20 years, is the first couple of years of learning, it was hell. It was terrible. I, I did not like it. It was exciting. But I kept pushing and I kept pushing and I kept pushing. And there was a point where I got to a certain level of skill where I actually was good and able to do things with the skill that I had been pushing myself to learn. And I've been pushing that muscle and trying to exercise that muscle memory. You know this. Uh, repetition, repetition, repetition. So as I got better, it became more fun to where there was a point where I actually really enjoyed 
just sitting down and playing with either a band or by myself or to music or whatever I was doing, it was really enjoyable because all the hard work paid off to where all that stuff, our life is like that. Our relationship with our friends and our family and our children is like that. And if you've been neglecting it, it's going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard to rekindle those relationships because not only is your heart hardened, but also your children is like, who is this person? Why are they talking to me? They normally don't talk to me. This is weird. What? What? And they might do that for a couple of weeks. They might reject it. They might do this. But if you just continue on and just be consistent and try, right? You're going to really rekindle and have that real relationship with your kids. And some of you are great at it. Some of you are phenomenal at it. And I'm not telling you otherwise. I'm just, I'm giving a a, a shock to some of the people that are sitting on their phone and they, they do not understand the level of absence that they're engaged with. Because if we just turn around, turn these things off and go out and just do something, something that doesn't involve a TV screen or a computer screen or a phone and just just be bored, right? What happened to just being bored and relaxing and, and everything else? So I highly encourage you guys to do that. And then when you get back, go check out America21Century.com. They're not a sponsor, but it's a phenomenal website that has a lot of very good information. How do we do it? What's going on in the world? What are these technocratic trillionaire elitists talking about? What are they talking about? I guarantee you they're not talking about the Texas shooting like everybody and their mom is right now. I guarantee you they're not talking about that. They're talking about the metaverse and who is going to have the leadership into the oncoming metaverse future. And if you don't know what the metaverse is, that's the new uh, world that's trying to be created by Zuckerberg and his handlers. So that's the new thing, is disconnecting from reality. That's what they're pushing so hard for. That's the whole purpose of all of this is to get people to disconnect. Because when you're stagnant and you sit down and you do nothing, what happens? The people that are engaged get to start running your life. And you don't have the will or the know-how or the exercised muscle to be able to actively engage them on their level. Because I guarantee you, every day, these people are engaged in the real life world. They are engaging in change. They are engaging in policy. They are brainstorming actively on how to take your rights away and how to disrupt your future and make you so docile and stagnant that they can just wipe you off like no big deal, like a bug. They want to be able to squish you like a bug with no recourse because you have not been exercising that muscle. And I know a lot of you are now, which is awesome. And if you are and you want to talk about something that you're doing or something that you suggest to my listeners, contact me, jm at noncompliantamerica.com. That's jm 
at noncompliantamerica.com. Or come see me at 2000 Mules. I'll be there, Honky Tonk, June 6th. We're also doing another veterans event on July 16th at the Honky Tonk. I don't have all the details, but we're going to be honoring our heroes and honoring our veterans and honoring our active military people. We got the National Guard going to be there. We're going to have live music. It's going to be phenomenal. And that's the kind of stuff. We're having a dunk tank. Sponsorships available. Contact me if you guys are interested in sponsoring. Or if you just want to show up, bring your kids. It'll be a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of fun things. We want a lot of fun activities. There's another event that I'm looking to do at the end of August, which I can't announce yet, but it's going to be unbelievable. It'll be the biggest event of this year, guaranteed. And that's the kind of stuff that we're doing. And we don't want to just do events. We want to do education things. We want to educate because everybody's like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Well, the first thing is put down your phone, right? Stop listening to Sean Hannity. Stop listening to, you know, the CNN or the MSNBCs or the Outerling people and start listening to people that are actually trying to teach you something or get you engaged and get you active. There's not some cloak and dagger white hat group out there that's just handling things. And this is just part of the Trump organization, uh, you know, handling it. That's not going to happen. The real plan that we need to start engaging in is the America 21 plan. And that plan is to get engaged, find out who the bad people are that are working with the COVID-19 conspirators on shutting down your lives and shutting down your future. The mayors, the municipalities, the county commissioners, and there's key words and things, and, and if you go to America21Century.com, there's key words that you can look for on when you're starting to listen to these people talk. They have a certain uh, word and verbiage to them that kind of gives them away on who they're working for. Because they sure aren't working for us. And whether you got an R next to your name, a D, or an I, or you're a non-affiliated, or you're just out there as a talking head... It doesn't matter. The proof is with what you do and what you're willing to sacrifice. Because we got to put it all on the line now, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Have a great week.